Hello beautiful people and welcome back on Home in a Teacup, the podcast on which we're trying to understand the feeling of home through conversations around the topics of cultural identity, nationality, languages and travel. In today's episode, Lucy P tells us everything we need to know about her different experiences abroad. From being an au pair in England to Erasmus semesters in Finland and Italy, leading her to volunteering in Bolivia, she shares with us the different ups and downs of her adventurous life as a travel addict. Before starting, I'd like to say that none of the speakers are native English speakers, so mistakes can and will probably be made. Do not forget to subscribe if you like this episode and wish to hear more fascinating conversations like this one. Hope you enjoy. Hello. <laughs> Welcome, Lucy, on Home in a Teacup. Hello. <laughs> can you please introduce yourself the way you want to? Yes. Yeah, so my name is Lucy. I'm 23. And then currently I'm doing a master degree in La Rochelle um, about languages, culture and international affairs. And it's specialized on the American continent. Okay. And then um, after high school, I went to England for a year as an au pair. And then during the bachelor degree, I did uh, two Erasmus in Finland and Italy. And then last year I went to Bolivia for a humanitarian mission for about six weeks. Okay. Well, the first question I'm going to ask you, I, we've known one another for a while now, and I know yeah. you've traveled a lot. And I wanted to know, when did the want to go abroad start for you? Like, When did you start wanting to travel that much? Uh, I think it's because of my grandparents. Um, my um, grandfather always traveled a lot because he was working on boats and when they retired, both of them, um, they went on um, uh, all around the world because the sister of my grandmother was living in um, Nouvelle Caledonie. New Caledonia, I don't know. Something like that, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and so they went to visit her and then they went to United States, like they traveled a lot. And then each year for, I think about uh, like, I think it was all November, they traveled for, for one, in one country. And then so, for example, they did like one month uh, in India and then the next year it was one month in Brazil. And then after uh, every year, they were going somewhere and for Christmas each year they were talking about all the the stories and then what they see and they bring us like little gifts every time. Okay. <laughs> so so how, I think, yeah. That's... How were you when they, when they started doing that? I think they started before I was born. Before so, you were born? Yeah. So you basically grew up with your yeah, grandparents? With that, yeah, they were oh. traveling and then my aunt, uh, she's single and she does the same. She always traveled like probably once or twice a year, depends where she's going. So yeah, and then my mom went to Canada when she was 22, 22, 23, yeah. And uh, she was just beginning a relationship with my dad and then my dad went to see her. So I always heard about the stories in Canada and I think the love traveling came from this side of the family, <laughs> my mom's side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, with them, we traveled a little bit with my parents. We went to Guadeloupe 10 years ago and then Barcelona. Barcelona. And uh, yeah, so I guess 
it's because of my mom's family. <laughs> did you, you said that you did a year as an au pair in England. Yeah. Did you always know that you wanted to do that after high school or was it no. an, an option? No, I didn't know what to do be, uh, after high school. Like, I know I was interested in languages, culture, but I didn't really know what to do. I didn't see myself studying right after high school. And I always wanted to work with uh, children, but I really young children. And I wanted to start a um, school for, um, um, not nursery, but something like that. And I had to like make um, the like applied I and I was like yeah we do it next week and then the week after and then my mom was like I know you don't want to do this now so what do you want to do and I was like I don't know I feel like I want to go somewhere like, I just need to change I I love Brittany don't get me wrong but I was like I need I need to see something else and I was like okay maybe as she did au pair in Canada when she was younger she was like, oh, okay, maybe this can be an option. But if you do, you have to, when you come back, you have to keep going with your studies because you can't have just your high school diploma. And I was like, okay, maybe I will check and see. And um, we went to multiple forums to get, uh, to have information. Yeah, I, don't I don't know, know what forum, but like, you know, the place where you have like information and stuff like that. Yeah. I know in French it's forum, but like it's it's definitely not the word. Yeah, it English. sounds weird when I said it, but, but basically like a a huge you know, event. Yeah, like an event when you have like all the. I think it the was in France. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, like when you have like, Yeah, you had schools, but it was more like for um, uh, like worldwide exchange. Like you had like agencies of au pair, you had um, what you can do for studies. Like it was based on international, but not only for studies. And you're like, okay, maybe we can get some information there. So we went there and then we find one or two agencies that were in Brittany. And I was like, yeah, okay, maybe that's what I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that you wanted to go to England? Uh, first, I wanted to go to Australia. Oh, that's very different. <laughs> but then I was like, yeah, I need to come back after. And I, I thought that it would be a huge difference between Australia and France. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if I would ever want to come back after mm -hmm. this year. Like England is closer. The, the weather is not that different, especially from Brittany <laughs> with the rain. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it never rains in Brittany. What are you talking about? <laughs> So and then it was closer, like so. I was like, okay, maybe English. I wanted a country that speaks English, for sure. And I was like, I always loved London. I went with my my aunt and my cousin like mm. a few years before. So I was like, okay, I always loved London. So maybe that's the better. And then it was before Brexit, so we didn't have that it many was... problems to go there. In which year was it? Two thousand and seventeen. So they had already vo voted for Yeah, Brexit. but it wasn't in effect like for... Yeah, they were just postponing it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they just like voted for it, but yeah. they didn't really do anything about it. So so that's, yeah, 
that's how I went. <laughs> and was it hard to apply as an au pair? No, it's not hard um, because you have to, or you have like some information to fill. Uh, but it's really like everyone can go, but you really have to, like they will send you um, different profiles of different families. And you're the one that choose like, okay, I don't know, maybe I wanted uh, two children in the family, the mom uh, work from home. I don't know, like you have different um, possibilities. Possibilities, yeah. But that, like different preferences. That's what I wanted to say. Uh, but you don't have like if you you don't like you don't hesitate to say no. It's okay if you say no. Like the family doesn't correspond to your to what you wish for. It's fine. And then after that, you have like um, meetings with uh, Skype. I think it was Skype. Yeah. And then you meet the family. You meet the children. And just from that, you can say if you want to go or not. Because I remember one family, the mom, it was the mom and the child. The child was around five, I think. And for like 20 minutes, the child just jumped around the whole house. And the mom was like, please stop, please stop. And I was like, yeah, I will never make it for a year now. <laughs> because if the child doesn't listen, then yeah. there's no point. Because you don't have to do the education of the child you're just there to like help the parents no you're there to support like basically to help not to right why be while they are like working not educate them it's not your job so you do that and then when it's fine for you it's fine for the family then you can go and then they will pick you up and then your adventure starts which agency did you use Uh, it was happy to Okay, I I put the link in the description for those who want it. <laughs> they were nice, really nice. And they helped me a lot because it wasn't the easiest experience, I had to say. Why not? I changed families four times. Really? Yeah. Did you know that? No, I didn't know. Uh, yeah? Okay. I, I, saw, I saw you were just in one family the whole no, year. No, I, I did four. In four, four months, I did four. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. And that was horrible. I was like... This summer I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm going home. <laughs> and then my parents were like, no, you're not. You're staying there. Ah, but why did you change? Because you did not feel comfortable? Okay, the first one, um, they were two children. Yeah, two boys. The mom was working from home. Never again. It was horrible because well, I wasn't really comfortable because the children, they were never listening to me. Like I remember the child, the oldest one was five. And I remember one time I said something to him and he was like, yeah, I'm not listening to you. You're not speaking English. Oh, okay. And I was like, okay, well, I'm running. So please be kind. Like you're five. So, uh, but I think it was three weeks in and they told me like the, the dad had to move to Singapore or something like that for work. I never really believed it. But I was like, okay, I need to, I need to change families that that's fine. Like, I didn't see myself staying there for like a whole year. Um, but I was near London, so I was like, yeah, I need to leave. But like London, you know, and I was like, okay. So I talked to the agency. They were like, okay, fine, never mind. Find another one. So uh, one year, one week after I changed uh, with the parents, it was really nice. But the children were 
too little. Like the older one was like two and the other one was like one month or something like that. So they didn't really need an au pair and that wasn't what I was expecting as well. So, you know, I mean, we were like with the parents, I loved them. They were like amazing. They were like, okay, that's not what we both want. So they needed a nurse, not really. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So I changed, uh, but they were really nice. Like they were like, but don't worry, you can stay as long as you need until you need, like you met another family, like don't worry about it. They were really nice. And then I found another one that was not in London, uh, more in the south of Brittany. It was in Tinmouth. I remember I love this city. Um, and it was like three children that were like six, eight and 12 years old. Okay. It was nice, like really nice. I really loved the um, children. I stayed there for three months. Okay. And then mid-January, they were like, okay, Lucy, uh, you know, well, we kind of want to go to travel Europe. So, well, you can't come with us. And I was like, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Great. Thank you for letting me know. <laughs> but at the end, I was like, okay. I kind of felt like, because when you're a pair, you really live with the family. Like, you stay in there, they pay you, but like you eat with them. You have like a whole relationship with the family, right? The children, but sometimes the parents as well. And there I was kind of felt, I felt like I was an employee, you know? Like, I had like a really big room. I could see the, the beach and stuff. Like, mm. it was really nice, but... I was like, I felt like I was an employee, you know, so I was like, okay. And then I was told my friends and I was like, I'm done, it's been like three families, I'm done. And they were like, no, 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 you can't, like, what, what are you going to do until September? Like, you can't come home. I was like, okay, so one last time. And then uh, they, I met a, a so via Skype, I met a mom, like the au pair was leaving left, I think it was December or January. And uh, they were like, Okay, the feeling just with them, I just saw the mom and I was like, okay, she's kind of nice. And I was like, okay, let's go. And it was twins of four, four years and a half. Yeah, four and a half. Uh, Easy and Charlie, it was so cute. And then uh, I met them and it was, it was really, it, it was kind of weird because like my old family met my new family. Like, you know, we had like this because they weren't far from each other. Okay. So they came to me. So my old family left me, like, it was weird, like, it was, I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I stayed there for the last six months, and it was the best experience ever. It was, like, the best family, the, like, everything was amazing, like, this be- it was the best six months of the year. That's basically what we just said earlier, like, yeah, when sometimes true. facing a wall does not mean that it's going to mm-hmm. be bad, sometimes it's just because something better is expecting you, is waiting for you. Oh, uh, it was, oh, yeah, it was the best like the children they were amazing they were really really cute the parents it was like my second mom like the dad wasn't there all the time he was working far from home so he wasn't there during the week but like with the mom I, we were watching like i don't even know love island i've heard of it i've never it was watched like, it so <laughs> like reality tv show and like every night we were watching love islands and eating at the same time like when the kids were to bed like it was amazing and then every weekend i was gone with my friend and every time i came back 
all the children were running down the stairs to greet me and the mom was like oh tell me about your concerts how you went like they were so cute there like I came with them like every everywhere like it was amazing did you keep contact with them yes oh are you still I in contact see, yeah like not that much but like every time I send a text I have like photos and, and they are nine they are nine oh, now so they cute. were like four and a half <laughs> But yeah, I always have like pictures and stuff. And I know that after me, they had two opers. And then they never, never like take one after. No. No, yeah. So you, so you came back from England after that. Yeah. You started your studies in, for those who don't know, applied languages. (laughs) That's when we met. Obviously, well, in third year, <laughs> in th- we actually met in third year. So, for those who don't know, we did like a bachelor in languages and business, business and languages, and we didn't know one another before COVID hit. No, yeah. Like before, before we well, were we playing had... volleyball together. Yeah, but it was the third year. Like f- we had first year together. Yes, but we were a lot. And then, yeah, you did German, I did Spanish, so we were in the same groups. Yes. And then second year, I went to Finland. That's right, you did. So, yeah. We're going to talk about that after. <laughs> and then COVID hits for like a whole year oh, around. Oh, yes. And then we met, yeah, with volleyball. And We then... did. We were playing volleyball together. Yeah. And you were basically just picking me up every time. Because whenever I needed a lift to go to volleyball, mm. you were the one coming. And then we need to like uh, fill the application, you know. the. Oh, that's why we had to... <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> oh, that was so far away. Yeah. So you did your bachelor in business and languages mm-hmm. in Spanish, English, and Italian. Yeah. We were in Italian oh, together. Yeah. We were in Italian together. Yeah, we had the same. We had the same group the first year. I don't think we did. I don't think so. I don't remember. It's, no, because there were two teachers. Yeah. And we did not have the no. same one. Oh, well, but that's a story for another time. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so, you came back, you did your bachelor. Did yeah. you know that you wanted to go back to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I remember the, you know, the meetings we had, like for Erasmus and mm. exchange. I know that I remember looking at my parents and I was like, okay, third year, I know what I want to do. I was like, I will study Italian so that the last year, the last semester, I can go to Italy. But they say that we can go abroad for one year. Six months, Italy. I have six months left. (laughs) (laughs) So you can choose whatever you want. So I was like, okay, second year, I can go. I can go somewhere else. And then I was like, okay, Finland sounds pretty great. Why Finland? um, I think it was because it was like an opportunity that I would never have again like Finland it's not like you know it's not like Finland uh, Finland Spain Italy mm. uh, Germany where it's like easy to go yes. easy to go to or like every like a lot of university will have will have exchange with Spain stuff like that and I was like okay Finland maybe I will never have the opportunity to go again so I was like mm. okay so, and maybe I was like okay maybe they will have less people wanted to would I want to go there so maybe it would be easier to to go. So did you were you talking in English there? Yeah. English. With everyone? Would everyone understand you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. No, I was like, no, because I know that there were a lot of French people. And mm. French people tend to speak in French. I know that. 
And I was like, yeah, that's not for me. I'm in Finland. I want to meet like people that are not from France, especially that all the girls were from Brittany. I was like, yeah, okay, I can see them later. You know, like when we come back, we will see each yeah. other. If you keep once, contact. And then COVID came. But um, I was like, okay, it's like, it's, it's the opportunity to speak in English. Like English was the the language that we have in common. Mm. So if you wanted like everyone to understand us, we had to speak in English. So I was like, okay, French is not for me. I will go with the Italians and then Spanish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you basically stayed with Italian and Spanish people there. Uh, yeah. Well, my roommates were one was Russian, and then the other one was from Austria. Are we still talking about Finland? Yeah, Finland. Okay. So we, the third, the, like we were always like the three together, and then, yeah, mostly one Italian, one two Spanish. So yeah, we had like a whole like a lot of Germans as well. I feel like these are the, are the countries that enjoy the most Erasmus, like yeah. Spain, Germany, and mm-hmm. France. We are everywhere. <laughs> we are literally yeah, everywhere. Italian. Italian as well. I did not meet any Italian people oh, yeah? in Erasmus, no. Um, it, my yeah. only Italian friend actually studies there, so <laughs> yeah, okay, that's she's fair. not an Erasmus. <laughs> that's fair. But I think it's kind of be- like with the, like you could see, you know, the stereotype about learning English. Mm. And other languages, like German, were really, really good with English. And then you had Spanish, Italian, and French. And he was like, okay, <laughs> maybe it's not the, we are not the best to... We're doing our best. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, I know that Italian are really great with English, so maybe that's why, I don't know. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So you went to Finland and after that you went to Italy. Yes, after COVID. <laughs> after COVID. I mean, it was still COVID. It was it, still COVID, but it was like coming to coming to an end. It depended on the countries. I was supposed to go to Scotland and I yeah, could not. True. But, but you could with Italy. Well, I, mm, I, I didn't know until like two weeks before I could oh, go. You remember I, that? I remember they told you like two weeks before yeah, you had to leave. The, 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 you could go because first it was like, okay, maybe like everything will be online because we had to go to the country of our third, lang- of our third language. So I didn't mm. have any choice and go to Italy. I couldn't study anymore in France. And then two weeks before, the lady from the relation, international relation office <laughs> that yes. was supposed to take care of Erasmus people <laughs> was like, okay, you can come. So in two weeks, I had to find an apartment because it wasn't like Finland where the apartment was provided by the university. It was like, you do your best to find something. Yes. <laughs> so I found something. The, and then for the first... Oh, I think it was March. March for sure, everything was closed down. Yes. And I think until mid-April, we couldn't do much and then beginning of yeah end of april everything was open again did you have online classes yeah i did it was horrible because the wi-fi connection was horrible every 10 minutes i was disconnected from my class really (laughs) yeah did they know that yeah but i think it was like everybody was the same sometimes you have the professor that would just leave and you're like okay (laughs) never mind (laughs) it was horrible and then everything was you know that the thing is like everything was in italian okay but they didn't really acknowledge that they were erasmus students okay until the day of the exam i think 
Oh. And it was horrible. Like, we had like sociology in Italian. It was horrible. I couldn't understand a thing. Did you choose that as class? Yeah, because, but you know, we had like a lot of problems with uh, Italy. We do. But we had like, I know, like we first we chose translation in Spanish, translation in English. We had an Italian class that was amazing. The only one that was great, by the way. Uh, and I think we had like translation from Italian to French. Like we had like a lot of translation. And then when we arrived there, the nice lady from the, that was supposed to take care of Erasmus, she was like, oh yeah, but these classes aren't available for this semester and we're like what do you mean you're the one that told us that we could change that chose that she was like yeah but it's not available anymore so we had to choose like three or four other subjects so we were like okay what can we take so we had like one french class for italian so we did a bit of translation but like for the rest we were like yeah okay we're just learning how to speak french Oh, you really. already know that. Yeah, okay. We had one thing for learning English, but it was really, really easy. Like, how to make a sentence. Okay. And then one thing for Spanish. Never understood it in this class. <laughs> and then... So, <laughs> no, I mean, that one was horrible. And then we you had... speak Spanish? Yeah, but I couldn't understand. Spanish and Italian, it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I don't even rem- remember. And then we had sociology in Italian, and it was horrible like and the thing is that it's not you know um like us when you have like need to have 10 as your mark mm. and then you can go or you can even if you have under they will give you your your semester yeah your semester but they, they will give you your mark yes even if it's not, there you have to have i think it's on 30 and you need to have at least 18 to pass but if you have under 18 they would just say you failed. You won't even know how much you had. Oh, so you, you need to have like 18 out of 30 yeah. in order to pass. And and you don't even know your mark if it's under 80. Yeah, you don't even know. 18. Oh, so you don't even know how much you failed. Yeah. Okay. And I failed twice. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? I never, I never like succeed for sociology. I, I took it twice. Yeah. I think I had like 16 or 17, but I didn't even know because you don't have like the proof that you had, uh, and you know, we need it in France. Yes, we, we need the marks. And then I felt Spanish, the Spanish one. You felt Spanish? Even, yeah, I don't even remember what it was. And I was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I had like 16 or 17 as well. Like I was really close. And it was such a horrible thing in Italy because like we were uh, enrolled for the wrong exams. We were like, it was a whole, a whole story. I think it's a whole episode. <laughs> but how did you manage to, to get then the semester? I talked with um, Mr. Jones. Yes, so the, then, the teacher responsible yeah, for then, Italy. And um, then um, Guinec. The other teacher responsible for yeah, Italy. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I have this marks, but like, I can't have anything done. And they knew like every time we had, like, because we had a lot of problems with the university in Italy. And every time, like, we were talking with them to know, like, what was going on. Like, they knew everything. And I was like, okay, I have these two exams that I can't, I can't pass them. Like, I don't... And they were like, oh, never mind. You come back to France. You enjoy your summer. Don't worry about it. You will have your... You will have a bachelor degree. Don't worry about it. 
Oh, you're and so then I lucky. did M. I had um, the assez bien. Uh, <laughs> um, um, the I don't know how you say it, like like the. Um, I used to know how to say that. <laughs> yeah, like basically, like um, you did not have the honors. Yeah, st- like half the honors. Yeah, I mean, I still had that. You still do. I still, yeah. Especially, but that's because they used the grades from the second year because of COVID. Yeah, I think so, yeah. so I had the same thing. Uh, oh, like, but they were like, don't worry, but like, yeah, Italy was... I mean, I had visited a country, don't get me wrong, I had fun, <laughs> but the university part was horrible. If you, of all the experiences uh, you had abroad, which one would you choose? Like, which is your favourite one? Ooh, I have... Uh, it's hard to pick because each one was for a different topic, like, except for Italy and Finland that were for Erasmus, but like... You know, England, I think England will have, like, always a special heart, like, special pain in my heart because it was, I was just 18. And it was the first time. It was the first time I was going, like, I went alone for a year. I didn't come back in France for a year. I didn't see my family for a year. And, like, I don't know, like, this country will always have, like, such a special place in my heart, especially London. I love this city. But, so, and then it was, like, the la- the next, like, the last six months were the best of my life. Like... I was out every weekend. I visited like the whole United Kingdom with my friends. I went to different concerts. I went like alone. I did such like, I don't know. I gained my independence. And I know that the person I am today, it's because of this year. Mm. Like, even becoming independent, like with all the problems that I had there. Every, every day, I'm everywhere I'm going, I have like problems. You do. <laughs> I remember Italy, they lost oh your, my God, they my lost luggage. your luggage. Yeah. They did. Yeah. And for then a week. Three three or four days. Three, three or four, four days. days. Yeah. But it was Sunday, so you know. <laughs> you had to find a store that was open on Sunday. <gasps> oh, During right. COVID, yeah. In another country. And like I think I came like I'm not even sure I can put like Finland and Italy on the same level because I know from the people I met I'm not gonna say I preferred Finland, but like as it was covid it was difficult in italy i always met spanish people the whole group was spanish so they didn't they included me like they were really nice about it but like it was just spanish they were always talking spanish like in finland we were a lot of nationalities we spoke in english and we did like a lot of things together so yeah but i had my roommate that was also russian in italy and we did like venice and stuff like that so it was nice as well so yeah maybe and then Bolivia was something else as well yes tell us about it I forgot to ask you the question (laughs) so I went there for a humanitarian mission I was supposed to do it in 2020 for the um, internship that we had yes but COVID happened so couldn't go and uh, it's something that you need to pay to do so we had like two or three years to do it after covid stopped and it was something that i always wanted to do and um, last year i didn't really know what to do after my after my bachelor degree i I wanted to do a master in canada but i was like it wasn't the one that i wanted to so okay i don't know so my mom was like okay it's time maybe to go there so i went in february and then i stayed for six weeks 
And uh, it was really, really different because first, it was the first time I was out of the European continent. Like Latin America is really, really different from Europe. Like the whole culture, it's really, really different. And I was um, in a... Orphanage? Orphanage? Orphanage. Orphanage. Um, with teenagers, like girl teenagers that were victims of uh, sexual assaults by a member of the family. Ooh, okay. So it was like, it was hard, but at the same time, I was amazed on how they behaved. Like, they were amazing. They are from 11 to 17, 18. They were amazing. And the whole day I was with them, helping them with school, with English. Really hard to explain English in Spanish. <laughs> It's very different because it's not the way we think. Like yeah, we think it's really English, really, French, like I had to Spanish, speak French. in French and then translate it in Spanish. And then you know, it was really hard, but it was like they were great. And they really had me with my Spanish. But they're like, yeah, don't worry, you see, we understand. <laughs> and it was really nice. And then I stayed at the family house. They were amazing as well. And then I visited the country and was like, it was. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it was really different from what I used to, but it was really, really nice as well. I learned a lot from that. Wasn't it hard on your, like, on your mood to be with people with such a harsh background? I thought it would be, but then when you see them, it's like, I don't know if beca if it's because they didn't really understand what happened, what they what they experienced. I mean, if we can say that it's an experience, I'm not yeah. sure. Um, but like, not once in six weeks, I felt like they were having... Like maybe one that was a bit more reserved. Uh, the one I was like, I worked a lot with for because she wasn't at school like the rest of them. But um, they were talking more because they, it's, a, it's an orphanage, but like sometimes... When the family, like the mom or the sister, can um, like won at court, the girl is usually going back with the family. So some of them are like for six months, and then others are just living their whole life there. But mm -hmm. at eighteen, they have to leave. So I think they had like more problems, like leaving the girls with who they lived for like months or years, depend. Then the actual, like not once I talked about it, uh, about what they, what they experienced. It just once I found, um, because uh, I helped um, the lady who was running the... <laughs> the director? Like, yeah. Like the, yeah. The responsible person. The responsible, for the yeah. And I was helping her with... I don't even I don't even remember but I don't even remember what. And then I found a, a file with the so the name of the girl, what she like and then who was the person who like assaulted her. Okay. And that was the hardest thing like you know when you see like dad brothers, like plural. Oh stepbrother, cousin uncle and you're like oh my god and you imagine like when I saw this I was like okay that means that it would be my dad my brother would be like you know I put like the faces on my of my family and I was like oh my god that's horrible 
But that was the, I think, the only time that I I really remembered what they lived. Yeah. What they, yeah. Do you feel like whenever you're going to another country, do you feel a certain distance with the culture and the way people live? Or do you immediately not fit in? Because obviously when you go to a foreign country, you always feel like there's something that's a bit off compared to your yeah. country. But do you feel like you manage to feel a home in these places? Uh, Europe, yeah. Because that's closer because to that's, yeah. culture. But Bolivia, it's really, really different. And it's like... And sometimes it's just like... You know, um, water, like we drink the water coming from the from the sink. Yes, tap water. Yeah, tap water. There you can't. You have to boil it, and then once it boils, you can drink it. You know, it's stuff like that that it's hard to to get in your mind. Yeah, to get in your mind to get used to, because here it's like so like it's our daily life. It's so easy. We're so just, used you, to it. Yeah, you want water, you just open the sink and then, yeah. you know. And there it's... So it's... Yeah, I think South America was really different. It, you get used to it. Like the food, you get used to it really quickly. Mm-hmm. They eat a lot. <laughs> they eat like five times a day. Really? And I was like, I can't anymore. <laughs> But it's like, you know, it's really good food. And... Um, But yeah, you have other things, so it's a bit more it's difficult different. yeah, to just get used to. Because it's not what we are, that, yeah, what we are used to. That means we're used to. Yeah. Did, did it make you feel, like, do you feel like you don't have to take for granted all these things now? Like, are you, Do you realize that it's some countries do not have the same luxury as we do? Yeah, you do. But the hard thing, and I know that it's the same for everyone, you will think about it for like two weeks. And then after you go on with your life, you know, you take back, take back your, like what you used to, your habits. Mm. And you know in your head that like, you're like, okay, these people there, they don't have the same luxury as me. But then you, you focused on your life and you're I like, forget. yeah, you forget a bit. It's sad, but I know that's for a lot of people. Even if people say like, yeah, Mm. I use I I got it for like two weeks and then after I was like yeah okay maybe that's I'm a way of not staying sane yeah, yeah I get that do you okay I think I already know the answer knowing you but did all these experiences make you realize that you wanted to live abroad after that <laughs> yep yeah <laughs> the, the first experience was like done it for me <laughs> i was like i want to move uh, but do you have a country in mind or is it any no. country uh, i don't know i know where i i won't say that i don't want to live there but like even if i love england i don't see myself living there or for london in london but like for a year or two but not yeah. that much no for now i'm just like I could live there, but like for a short period of time. I haven't found a city where I'm like, oh yeah, that's where I want to live. Like mm-hmm. you did with Scotland. I didn't have the, not yet. But I think it's because like, I want to see so much. I want to explore like every possible, like as much country as possible that I haven't found where I want to be. Yeah. Right now. You're craving for diversity. Yeah. I need, like, change in my life. Really? <laughs> All the why, time? <laughs> that's why I left <laughs> in the first place. But doesn't it feel... I know that 
when you go in a new country, it takes some time to get used to the yeah. country, to find your place, to find your new routine. Aren't you tired of always having to do no. that? No. But I think at the same time, it was like, it's like every time I knew I was there for a short period of time. Oh. So maybe, you know, I'm like, okay, like England, I, know, I knew that I was there for a year, even if my mom thought that I will, would have been stayed there. Really? Yeah, she she thought like that I would never come back. Like some of my friends, they never came back from England. Like Usually. one has a baby now, and really, yeah, her mom oh. has a baby, and she was the first one that was like, yeah, okay, I have four months four months left, and then I will leave, and then she met a guy, and then <laughs> she oh. stayed there. <laughs> <laughs> she met you know, an Englishman, and then yeah, they oh. stayed. Yeah, and now she's a mom. That's scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, every time in like Finland, I knew I was there for four months, Italy, four months, Bolivia, six weeks. And so you loved it. You... Yeah. And then mm. I, enjoyed, I enjoyed like, as, not as much as I could, because you always have like stuff at the end. You're like, oh, I didn't have time to do, to, to mm. do that. But I enjoyed it as much as possible because I was like, okay, I have four months. These four months I have to do as much as possible. So I don't have any regrets when I leave. I don't really have the same. So maybe mind. next year it will be different because next year I would finish my studies. That's why because next year you're going if everything. Hopefully I will go to Hopefully, the United States. Hopefully fingers crossed. <laughs> you're going to the United States. Yes, and then I know I have like four months there and an internship of two months, and then who knows maybe I will find a job there. I don't know. Like oh, meet someone. I don't know. Maybe I will meet someone. <laughs> I feel like everyone's going abroad with that state of mind. Everyone, when I said that I was going yeah. to Scotland, I was like, everyone was telling me, you're going to meet someone. Yeah, they you're told me going... that every country I went I there know. and then I came back alone every time. <laughs> <laughs> I know that for me, I was like, but I don't want to meet anyone no, there. I'm yeah. just going for myself. I don't care. And everyone is always like, you have to meet someone. Maybe because they kind of, I don't know, have this amazing idea of romance like yeah, with an international uh, trust person. me men are the same everywhere <laughs> I, mean, I mean long distance relationship is not easy so no yeah mm. I just maybe that's because of social media we tend to believe that it's so romantic to meet someone yeah, when you go abroad yeah I, then, I mean it is romantic but it's it's not supposed to be your goal. You're not going abroad oh, no. to meet someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going abroad for yourself. Exactly. And then we will see what happens. But like the first step is you. You want to do something, you do. And then we, the rest will come or not. Because sometimes it doesn't come. But yeah. Sometimes it sometimes so it's complicated. Maybe I will stay in the US, you know. Maybe or you Canada. will. I don't know. Or maybe you will. <laughs> We never know. I mean, job opportunities coming. Do you feel like when you go abroad, do you feel like you're kind of taking some things of the different cultures you're experiencing to build the person that you are? Like, Yeah, I think so. But I think because you... You live like... I know I'm... I won't say that I'm not completely myself in France, but like when you're in a foreign country, no one knows you. So you can be like who you really want to be. And you kind of become, I think, I don't know if you take something, but I think you become more yourself. So you tend to be a bit more, not proud of who you are, but like 
you i don't know i know yeah comfortable and i know that like in in england i was like just a teenager that just turned 18 and i didn't really know who i was and i came back to france and i was like okay i know i i am like this okay this maybe not but like and like i knew who i was a bit more and then you tend to have less um like let the opinion of others not take that much um important import, yeah in your life and then i think that's one of the big things for me is like ev- like the more I, I go abroad when i come back i'm like okay the people didn't care who i was there so i will try to do it the same and i know i'm becoming more comfortable with myself the more i travel the more i am but mm. well, i think i think we both had a very different experience of erasmus yeah. and i know that for me the fact that it was so short, that it was not permanent, it's, I did not like it. No, when you come back, it's like, I don't know if you had the same impression, but like, when I came back, it was like, it never happened. It was yeah. like, I don't know, it was a, a time lapse. I don't know, it was weird because you go back to your habits, you go back to your life. And you're like, I don't know, it's really weird to explain. I do understand what you mean, but I don't think it was the case for me because when I came back, I was like, my old habits, I, I can't do them anymore. I can't, I can't have the same habits But you anymore. had the thing different that you're like, okay, Scotland is where I want to be. Yeah, and especially because I kept contact with my friends there. Like, we talked a lot after that. So mm. I did not... It took me a while to actually realize I had come but back But it's really hard. Like, I remember, like, after Finland, when I came back, I remember, you remember um, the professor, Mr. Daniel? Yes. Yeah, I remember him being like, oh, Lucia, you, you came back. Are you happy to be there? And I just uh, him like, no. Everyone asks you that <laughs> and, question. And, and I remember it was the day that he gave back the mocks. Yes. And the, like the semester I didn't do and the mocks were horrible. And I was like, oh my God, please bring me back. <laughs> I met when I came back like a few, I think it was two or three weeks ago. So I came back two months ago and three weeks ago, I met one of my friends and she was like, so are you happy to be back? No. And I told her, uh, not really. And she looked at me and she was like, well, you don't seem to be really back. Like there's something, you're not yeah, back. Yeah, it, but it's hard to explain. Like, I think people who did like, even if every experience are different, every people that went somewhere, especially Erasmus, we all understand each other because it's such a, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like it's, it's different. It, yeah, it's a bubble. And I know that I did not like the Erasmus aspect of it actually, mm. because for me it was, you know, people have people have this state of mind where they're just like, oh, it's sure we can do whatever we want, we can be however we want. Like they, everything is so not permanent that yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's so weird. And even if you go back to the country. It won't be like it will never be the same because you won't have like well different because the people that you met they stay there. Yeah. But I know that if I ever go back to Finland, it will never be. The it same. will be never be the same. Like even if it's with the same people, it will be like something that I don't know. It's something missing. missing. It's like yeah. You feel like it's always. It's just it's yeah. And I don't know. Erasmus like it's new. You all come from the same thing. You all there for. I mean, for me it was like you, we are all there for. Four months. Even people who stayed one year, they had like two different Erasmus, because it's not like the same people, mm-hmm. and you don't do the same thing, and you don't have the same relationships with 
like some people you will be like closer to some some people and then not much with others and i don't know yeah but it's amazing you have to do it, it once is. At least, uh, I re I really want to ask more questions about Erasmus. Honestly, we may do a part two if that's possible. <laughs> Focus only on Erasmus, but unfortunately, we have to finish this episode yeah. now. So I'm going to ask you the signature question okay. of, of the podcast. Go on. Tell me, what does the feeling of home mean to you? What does the word home mean to you? Mm. And what is it, if you have one? Oh, that's a great question. I would say home that is somewhere when you can, like, you feel at peace. Uh, I don't think I've, I mean, I don't have, like, a place. It's not, it's not obviously a place. I think it can depend as well as the people you are. Like, I know that when I'm home, it's like when I'm with my family. We had, a, you know, like Christmas dinner or something like that, mm. when it's just full of laughter and all the joy and excitement of like yeah. seeing each other again i think that's where i know like i'm home okay but like a place i haven't found like you know we were talking about the country and stuff i haven't felt like maybe london but it depends but like a place where like okay this is like i feel peace there you feel like this you belong is, yeah i haven't found it yet but are you looking for it it will come when it comes you know yeah <laughs> <Not> really. <laughs> just travel yeah. in the meantime <laughs> yeah let's see see what happens <laughs> <laughs> so for you it's mainly like depending on the people you yeah meet. for me yeah so that could mean like friends even new relationships that you didn't know existed yeah i mean it can i think it's yeah something where you like you really feel peaceful like depends on who you are with But I think who you always, like, play a big role in it. But I know, like, for me, my family is, like, everything to me. So I know that when they, where they are, I will be at home, like, every time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, your whole family? The Yeah, but we are a small family. Like, especially, I love my dad's side. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know, it's not You're the same relationship. To yeah, I'm closer to my mom's side. But I, we are, like, ten. So when the ten of us are together, it's like, okay. It's just a really nice moment. Especially if you're all travelers. Because when you travel a lot, there's always like this place yeah, where you yeah. go back. And then it's like, it's getting harder and harder to be all together at the same time. So when we are, it's like, okay, we just enjoy this for like three days. And then, and then after. So I don't know, I feel peaceful with everything. Like, no, that's like, okay. Everything can happen. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> the, the world can end. I don't know. I mean, maybe, but... <laughs> well, thank you very much for thank answering you. all those questions. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. It was an honor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we have the possibility, I would love to do a second episode, a part two. But well, we don't see each other that often. Yeah, so no, we'll see. Especially, yeah. uh, especially because we're a bit further away mm. from one another than we used to be yeah but well thank you very much lucy for this thank episode you. and thank you beautiful people for listening to us see you on another episode bye, bye.